You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. As many of our regular listeners are aware, we've been on a fundraising campaign on Cannabis Health Radio. Both Corey and I don't take any salary from this, and uh, we want to continue doing it. But over the next several weeks, we will make a decision on whether we will continue doing that based on help from our listeners. We need some listener support to keep us going. And Corey, you received, I think it was on your Facebook page, a fantastic uh, message from a woman, Anna Marie. Yes. And can you read that out to us? I sure can. This special radio program is so vital to the medical marijuana community in North America and worldwide. Ian Jessup and Corey Yellen currently do this out of the goodness of their hearts to keep everyone informed with testimonials by real people who have been helped with God's plant. Running this program, however, requires funds which we know neither has. Let's get behind them and give them a boost, even if you can only give $10. Remember, $10 here, $20 there, it all adds up. Thank you, Ian and Corey, for everything you do and for all the hours you both give. Godspeed to both of you. That was very nice, uh, Anna Marie. Yeah, we really appreciate that, Anna. Yeah, and if you'd like to donate, go to our donate page on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and you can make a one-time donation or a monthly contribution. Anything you can donate to us, we greatly appreciate it, and we thank you in advance. A little over a year ago, our guest was diagnosed with neck cancer. Joining us today to tell her story is Dina Gligor of Sacramento, California. Dina, thanks very much for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me there. Thank you very much. Dina, it was December of 2015 when you got your diagnosis. Take us through that time and tell us about it. So uh, the whole story start uh, one and a half year earlier when from one day to another, I got a lump under my right jaw. Uh, so I went immediately to the doctors. They started doing a lot of uh, uh, blood tests and MRI, and they found nothing. <clears throat> and the doctor reassured me several times that it's no cancer. It's only a virus that attacks my lymph nodes, attacks my salivary glands, because the salivary glands were, were enlarged in the MRI. And he sent me home every time saying, relax, it's no cancer, it's no cancer. Uh, I had that feeling that something is wrong with my body because my, my tongue got swollen at the beginning of 2010. And when I went to the dentist in 2011, I told him, my tongue is twice bigger as it was normally. And said, no, it's okay, nah, nothing wrong. So... After the doctor and after the MRI and all the tests told me that I'm okay, I said, okay, we'll wait to, to go away. The doctor told me it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow bigger because it's a virus that attacks your body, but after a while it's going to go back. For a while it's, it was there, a small lump under my, 
my right jaw. In uh, May 2015, maybe three months after we bought a house, my husband got a job in another state. It was his dream job. And I was devastated because I had everything what I wanted in that moment. A business that was growing. I had my dream house. Uh, everything was okay. And he said, we are selling the house and moving to California. I didn't want to do that. And from that moment, my health started going downhill, but very quickly. I, my skin turned gray yellowish. I couldn't eat anything. Uh, the lump started growing, but I was so focused on selling the house, closing the business, uh, 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 so wrapped in my own unhappiness because I had to move and leave my roots there. I didn't look so well on my lump that was growing, growing, growing. Okay, in October, November 2015, I moved to California and went to another doctor. He looked at the lump and he said, oh, we are going to do a fine needle biopsy. The fine needle bio biopsy was not done by my doctor in, in Texas where I moved from. And I got the result. Uh, my husband had cancer uh, eight years ago. My daddy died with the brain tumor many years ago. So I knew what means cancer. And I knew that in that moment, I knew that the only cure that is not a cure, it's chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And I told my doctor from the very beginning, I'm not going to do chemotherapy and I'm not going to do radiotherapy. I've seen my husband through chemotherapy. I've seen my husband uh, almost dying. He's okay now, but uh, uh, with some bad uh, side effects from the chemotherapy. And it was so, it was horrifying, uh, the chemotherapy. And I said, I don't care how much I'm going to live. I try to find some natural ways to keep me alive as much as possible, but I'm not going through uh, chemotherapy. And then they start pushing me. Let's do the surgery. Let's do the surgery very quickly, very quickly, very quickly. I didn't want to do the surgery, but somehow they convinced me because the lump was really big. They couldn't find in all the tests they did, they couldn't find the primary tumor. And uh, my doctor, based on his experience, said it's a, a more than sure it's a tumor at the base of my tongue. And th this is given by a virus. It's called the HPV-16. It's a, a virus from the herpes uh, family. Um, on, on the PET scans and MRI, they could see only some lymph nodes that were angry. And that's it. One month after I got the diagnosis... I did the surgery, but three days after I got the diagnosis, I started searching. So the first three days, the world stopped. So believe me, I don't even remember half of last year. I was in shock and I don't even remember the events. What I remember is that I was searching all the time, investing all my energy and all my time trying to find something natural, cures, something natural, something natural to, to cure me. Dina, it's just, so, sorry to interrupt, but it sounds to me like you intuitively knew that something was seriously wrong with you and you had cancer. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I felt it before that lump. 
came in 2014 in May. Mm-hmm. I felt that something is wrong with my with my body, and I was telling everybody, I cannot anymore. I feel like I'm I'm climbing a, a very steep slope, and I I lose my breath. It's my body cannot anymore. It's like I have to push my body. It's like it's like my body is it's a it's a car, and instead the car taking me to a destination, I have to push the car. So this was before. This was years before. I felt it that something is wrong. It's wrong. And then the moment I saw the lump, I said, "It is cancer. It is cancer because I've seen it before, and because I feel that something is very wrong in my body." Usually, I don't trust very much doctors because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen so many people misdiagnosis and uh, uh, doctors treat. <laughs> it's this this modern medicine. It's so inhuman. They look at the numbers. They do they do blood tests. They do tests. They look at the number, but they don't look at the patient. And if the patient said something is wrong with me, look at the patient because the patient lives with that body and who knows your body better than than yourself listen to the patient but they don't listen for them it's just quickly another patient come in make money uh prescribe by uh, start with antibiotics and things like that so so when you were diagnosed in 20 uh, december of 2015 with uh, the neck cancer at the base of your tongue the doctors wanted to do surgery and you agreed to that correct it, it was december when i got the diagnosis yes uh i agreed hardly after every everybody pushed me and the the main reason was because it was on my neck and it was very close to a major uh, uh, blood vessel and uh, the tumor can wrap around the blood vessel and then it's really bad and uh, there is the uh, voice box and everything so this was the only reason i accepted somehow to to get the surgery so when you when you were diagnosed in december of 2015 and they were encouraging you to have surgery the diagnosis must have been quite an emotional shock for you oh yeah oh yeah as I said, I don't even remember the events in the, for the next six months. Yeah. When, I don't remember. I remember that my my husband took me to to uh, Star Trek. It was just released Star Trek, and I have no idea what I've seen there. Even in this moment, I have no idea what was about in that movie. So I was so wrapped in my in my shock that I, I didn't understand the world. Now, in your research of ways to try and, and help you with your health issue, did you come across cannabis oil? Um, as I said, three days after I got the diagnosis, so I was very open with the diagnosis. I called all my friends or text all my friends, and without uh, any introduction, I said, I got the results, I have cancer. And they start calling me, and one friend, one friend of mine has a, a sister. She lives in Switzerland, and she's a naturopath. And uh, I start talking to her, and she said, Dina, search for cannabis oil. In Europe, it's illegal. I don't know where you live in America. She didn't know in that moment that I just moved to Sacramento. And she said, search for cannabis oil. And I start searching, 
and I realized that I, I have access, a legal access to cannabis oil. Next day I went to the dispensary, got my, my uh, card, and the next day, so in three days after the diagnosis, I start taking the cannabis oil. So I start taking the cannabis oil that has 80% uh, uh, THC because in that moment I didn't know very much about uh, strains, about potencies, about ratios or things like that. So the only thing I knew was the name of Rick Simpson oil. So mm-hmm. I start looking for dispensary to try to find Rick Simpson oil. Then I found that they are made with different uh, extractions, things like that. But in that moment I had no idea anything else but i need rick simpson oil and i found only one dispensary in the in this area who was selling it i was really afraid because i didn't know if it's it's real oil that oil or it's something uh it's a it's a hoax or and i said i have to be courageous and i have to try everything so everything that can help me i'm gonna try it i'm not gonna back up it's my life it's my fight and I'm going to be brave and courageous. Indeed. So I start taking the oil three days after I got the diagnosis. And after one month, I get this, I got the surgery. How did you feel after taking your uh, cannabis oil? Well, uh, when my, my doctor gave me the diagnosis, and I said, give me a pill because for sure next days I'll be in a panic attack and I won't be able to sleep. I know a lot of homeopathy, but I knew that in that moment homeopathy, it's not enough and I need something stronger so he gave me I don't know what kind of pills they put they I take I I took them the first evening and it was the the horrible night ever so I was I was in hell with those pills so next of course I didn't sleep didn't relax me next day I I threw them in the garbage Uh, not practically threw them in the garbage put them away Mm -hmm. and I said I'm not going to take them. I have to calm my mind and I have to bring myself together. And without chemicals, I have to to find it. So then I found the Rick Simpson oil. Of course, the first uh, first drop was too much. And I got high. Uh (laughs) I I got very high. (laughs) And then I start playing with it and I understand how much can I take. But relax my mind right away. So in... In two days, I was back on the track and I start meeting myself. That Dina that was always there and was covered in stress and disappointments and all that bad and all that ashes that I had on top of myself and my spirit, the cannabis oil start to clean them. And I, so first it relaxes me, relaxed me. So I could sleep. Uh, gave me peace of mind. I could start thinking more clear. I could understand the, what's happening with me. So I wasn't in that horrible panic attack that was lasting three days, 24 hours a day. And I start opening my eyes and start to understand what's happening there. So I continued taking the, the oil, uh, I read that I have to take one uh, 60 gram in 90 days, but I get very high with very small amounts. So I I was never on uh, 60 grams on 90 days, but I took as much as I could. Do you still made me feel good? Yeah. Do you still take it, It, Dina? I still take it like 
I just started. So I take as much as I can. During this year, I add another oil, it's a CBD oil with 60% oil, because after the surgery, next day I got pancreatitis. That was misdiagnosed again. So I, I landed to emergency room, and they sent me home after, after keeping me there eight hours uh, with a recommendation. You had a panic attack. Drink more water and eat more. Uh, but I already, when I got the emergency room with, a, with a, a pancreatitis, I already lost 20 pounds in one month. Uh, it was obvious it's something wrong with me. So once again, they look at the numbers and they don't look at the people. And then I add the CBD oil and the CBD oil uh, uh, reduced my inflammation. So in four hours, I had no more pains. And in one day, I had no nausea. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That, that is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who never had pancreatitis has no idea how bad it is. And when you have when you have it like I had it, and it's not only the pancreatitis because my body was so toxic after the surgery. It was toxic already before the surgery. That's why I was keep saying it, something wrong with me because I felt it. But after the surgery, I was so sick that my kidneys were not filtering, my heart was not beating, I was trying, I was taking, I don't know what kind of medication they gave me because my heart's keeping, uh, a continuous keep, uh, was not pumping properly and skip beats and things like that. Nothing helped me, nothing helped me until I start taking the CBD oil that uh, uh, reduce the inflammation and, and reduce the inflammation but believe me in in one day i had no more nausea no more pain and i could start eating a little more and yeah. i didn't feel that that horrible feeling the pancreatitis gives you losing 20 pounds in one month is an awful lot of weight to lose yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty drastic yeah, and I'm skinny. I'm. I was always skinny. So I'm five nine, and uh, before the uh, the surgery I was one twenty four, and after the surgery I was with the pancreatitis. I went up to one twenty. So it was really. I could. I couldn't. I couldn't walk. So the first, the first five months I couldn't even drive. I was so dizzy and so confused and so sick. But the moment I start taking the CBD oil that reduced the inflammation, I start feeling better. It was such a such a such a difference between before the CBD oil and after the CBD oil that uh, I had a uh, I have a very good friend uh, who haven't seen me in in a while. He saw me when I was in 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 with the pancreatitis, and after one month with the CBD, he saw me again, and he said, "Oh my God, Dina, you look so healthy." Okay, I wasn't healthy, but I looked. I I start losing that sick look on my face. You were definitely looking better than you had looked. Yes, yes, yeah. And my, I have a very good uh, acupuncture lady, and uh, she was shocked how good I could look after one month after taking the CBD oil that reduced the inflammation. Well, that's amazing. And and yeah. uh, during the course of uh, the last year, you have been using uh, a nutri- lots of nutrition and lots of yes. nutritional products to help you you've taken a more holistic approach to your health yes Uh, yes have you always done that or was that something you started to increase as a result of your cancer and your surgery and your pancreatitis i've always been in the holistic uh uh, way but uh 
this year I add more and more and more because I was so sick. So I start with a, with a THC oil and with 15 grams of uh, uh, vitamin C a day. And then slowly, slowly I start adding medicinal mushrooms and uh, a lot of herbs to detox my liver. My liver was not detoxing properly and my body wasn't, wasn't functioning properly. So uh, in, in August, I did an ultrasound. Uh, my liver was okay by their standards, but I could feel the ribs touching and hurting my liver. So, so swollen was my liver. And I, I started talking to my holistic doctor and with my uh, acupuncture lady. And uh, they both said, no, you are too weak because I was really weak at the beginning of September. You are too weak to do uh, a liver flush. And I said, I don't care. I take the risk. So I start doing the liver flush. I found there is uh, uh, there are different liver flushes. I found one that uh, was good for me and was much easier. It's uh, uh, an egg yolk liver flush, but you have to drink a lot of apple cider vinegar prior to soften the stones. So I start taking the apple cider vinegar. Even now, I take two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar a day. Keeps my my uh, acidity level very balanced. I'm take very good care to drink and eat alkaline and keep my my uh, pH level on normal. So uh, mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar helps. And then... Do you know what else is good, uh, Dina? Sorry to interrupt, but if you take a tablespoon of baking soda and uh, mix it in water, it is wonderful to alkalize your body. I take it. I have, yeah. it, I have, I have a baking soda without aluminum. And uh, when I measure my pH, I measure my pH uh, with pH strips maybe three times a day. And if I see that my body cannot reach the the normal level, then I take the baking soda. So I'm not abusing, but I take it. You know, one of the things that I I chuckled and Corey smiled at me because when you were talking about liver uh, flushes, I did one this past weekend. Uh And uh, I've done probably in the last 10 years... um, I did a number before, but I haven't done one in about five years. Once you do a liver flush, and I do the harsh one, uh, but once you do a liver flush and cleans out your liver and gallbladder, you feel fantastic, don't you? Well, in the last four months, I do once a month a liver flush, that one with the egg yolk because it's easier for my body. I Mm -hmm. passed maybe 25 cups of stones. So I was shocked how many stones... So they are not calcified ones. They are. It's practically dried bilirubin that was sitting in my uh, uh, liver ducts. Uh, and because I was shocked, passing stones and passing stones between liver flushes. So one moment I start cutting them, poaching them, trying to dissolve them to be sure that they are indeed uh, stones and nothing else. Yeah. So, but after the first liver flush. I felt that pressure that was on my liver was no more there. So it was like I had wind uh, instead of that big balloon under my under my right uh, uh, ribs. And I start eating. So I start eating things I could never eat in my life. Nuts, seeds, green juices. I could never eat. So when my husband got cancer, 
I told you, I made him that juice with beets and carrots and apples. And I said, okay, this is a good uh, uh, liver detoxifier. Let's try drink it. And I was drinking maybe a teaspoon a day and I got sick. But how sick? But I didn't know in that moment that that sickness come because those uh, juices pull out the toxins from from your body. I didn't know in that moment. Yeah. I didn't have so many uh, informations. Yeah, the reason now, you felt sick was because the toxins were going through your body and you didn't feel well. Yeah. Yeah, that's Now I drink half a cup of juice every day. There it's mixed there. It's kale, it's cucumber, uh, spinach, parsley, um red beets, uh, carrots, uh, uh, things like apples, uh, not apples, a little apples and uh, uh, pineapple. And I feel every day I feel so one year ago, I was practically dying six years, six months ago, I was practically dying because of the, all, all those complications and because my body was so toxic. Starting with the liver flush, I start, I slowly I'm coming back to life. And I feel that with every week that pass, I get more vitality. So it's not energy like you drink uh, a coffee or, I don't know, maybe a Red Bull. I never drink a Red Bull. But I feel that I gain more vitality, the good energy, the vital energy. It's interesting and- you mention that, uh, Nina, because when we've talked to um, other women who have dealt with the breast cancer, and Corey, you can chime in on this, when they've dealt with their breast cancer with cannabis oil, they've also dealt with some of the emotional issues that have plagued them over the years that they may not be aware of. And once you clean that stuff out, you become much healthier. Yeah, I, I think Ian's referring to uh, particularly to breast cancer because with hormone-driven breast cancers, they're so darn hard to clear. And we've had a number of women who have been really successful, and those are the ones that have taken a completely holistic approach so diet they've addressed their emotional health and they've addressed their physical health well the liver flushes brought to the surface a lot of undigested emotions so for one month and a half believe me i was in hell the older the stones came out the older were the emotions so practically i uncovered layers of layers of undigested uh, emotions. So I remember one day I was I was uh, uh, cooking, and suddenly I remember I recalled my my father's death, and I started crying for half a day. But after my daddy died, I never cried. I couldn't cry. I wished I could cry, but I couldn't. So slowly, slowly, all those negative emotions that were there in my in my in my soul, together with the stones, they came out. That's interesting, and I, I, I don't know a whole lot about emotions attached to the liver, but I do know that anger seems to be um, attached to the liver. Anger and bitterness. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 And this is what I always said in my life, I cannot swallow it anymore. It sits in my throat. It goes in my liver. I could feel it when I was, I, usually I don't get furious. I get upset. And I always said, it's so bitter, it's so bitter, it's so bitter. And all the bitterness went in my, in my liver, it seems that. Or oh. stuck in my, in my neck, and that's why 
I mean, for me, this cancer was a lesson and I understood why I got cancer and why I got cancer in my neck and not on the other part of my body. Okay, HPV-16, it's, it's a virus that can give you cancer, uh, cervical cancer, lung cancer, neck cancer, and I don't know, maybe another one or two, brain cancer. I, I was asking myself, why in my neck, why that, that virus didn't, co- didn't go and give me a cervical cancer and gave me a neck cancer? It was, in my opinion, it was because my whole life I said, I cannot swallow it anymore. I mm. had bad uh, uh, relationships, uh, re- a bad relationship with my parents, with my partners. Uh, uh, I never wanted to, to start a fight. And I always swallow it. And yeah. I couldn't, it was in my neck. Everything couldn't go further. Yeah, or, almost, it, almost as if it was manifested. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that is really, really interesting. Dina, you, yeah. take, uh, you take a number of other uh, nutritional products. You take uh, zeolite to uh, detox you. You take serapeptase. And uh, you do, uh, what else do you do? Intermittent um, fasting, you do intermittent fasting. Yes, I do. This is what I learned. 12 hours every day and 16 hours twice a week. I take a lot of uh, medicinal mushrooms. Uh, I take vitamin C. I take HACC. This is also a, cu- uh, a product made of, of mushrooms that makes your T cells in, in your bloodstream wiser and not stronger. Because this is the problem. It's not, look, I'm surrounded with people who have a horrible flu these days, and I don't have a flu. Mm-hmm. This means my immune system in this moment, it's smart enough to recognize uh, those viruses. The cancer, and in my case, the virus that gave me ca- that cancer uh, was smarter than my immune system. And I'm working on this to make my immune system smarter and recognize the uh, cancer cells and attack them and kill them. And this is, it's like a mantra for me that I'm saying it every day, every day, every day. So besides my, my supplements, I have a, a, a big part of my, of my time. It's dedicated to re- rewire my brain and sending good information and sending information my body heal itself heals i heal i heal i heal and i say i heal now not i'm gonna heal i heal now from this moment in this second i heal yeah there's more to good health than uh, just eating the right food and taking nutritional products uh, you have to clean out the emotional baggage that you have, and I think you've done uh, an excellent job of that. How do you feel today compared to, say, one year ago in, in terms of emotions? Um, clean. I feel myself. I found myself again. So that Dina that is kind, sweet, relaxed, well-balanced, uh, love, harmony, it's back again. So uh, I don't make plans and I don't. Uh, so I was that type of person who had who never jumped out of the plane without a, a, a second parachute. <laughs> but so I always had a, a reserve plan for for 
for every situation or maybe 10, 10, 10, 10 other uh, options. Ten, uh, but now I take the life day by day. Of course, I have plans for short term, medium term and very long term. I see myself in 20 years uh, cleaning my yard, honest. <laughs> so, so my, in this moment, my only concern is not to get uh, to be senile when I'll get older and not that I'm going to die from cancer. I never had that. Uh, uh, from the moment I start taking the, the uh, cannabis oil, it's some, some, something happened in, in, my, in my spirit, and I don't think it was in my mind, because I know my body very well, and I think it, it happened in my spirit. So something happened in my spirit and reconnected me with myself and with the universe. That was my problem. My, my connection with the universe was some, somehow blocked because of a lot of stress I had. And cannabis opened that gate between me and the universe. And from that moment I started taking the cannabis, the fear that I'm going to die from cancer disappeared. I have no fear. I went to the surgery and I knew it's a very, very, very a big surgery. It was six hour on my neck near uh, major nerves and near uh, major blood vessels. But I knew I'm going to uh, wake up and I'm going to be okay. They are not going to cut too much. I'm not going to be mutilated and I'm not going to die of cancer. Never, ever. This is the, the feeling I had from the moment I start taking the, the oil. I think and I still have it now. Yeah, I think you've got a great attitude. And, and what you mentioned about uh, cannabis oil and your spirit, I'm, I mean, cannabis oil, uh, cannabis has been used for thousands of years in a spiritual sense uh, by many of the indigenous people around the world. And I think because it has starting to become legal again in many areas of North America, at least, you have discovered what your body has been desiring most of your life. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. You know, one month before I got the diagnosis, uh, my nephew came here from Germany and uh, he started telling me about cannabis and about uh, that Rick Simpson oil and things like that. And uh, I'm, I'm coming from Europe where uh, we have no education about cannabis. And cannabis is considered a drug. Uh, uh, and people who are smoking weed are considered trashy or in that area. And uh, we look bad and... And he started telling me interesting things about cannabis and uh, cannabis oil and said, what? What is he telling me? He's, he's a weird person. Okay, one month after that, I got the diagnosis and I started learning about cannabis. And believe me, now I'm the biggest advocate of, of uh, cannabis and cannabis oil because I see results. And I see not only on me. I see on Facebook pages hundreds of maybe thousands of people who are helped by, by cannabis or by cannabis oil and how wonderful it is for epilepsy, for so many, so many, so many uh, diseases. So yeah. how is it possible a plant that was used thousands of years, suddenly it's considered the biggest enemy of humanity? I What's know. wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Dina, it was, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for telling your story. We, uh, we, very, very, much, much. we very much appreciate it. We sure do, Dina. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. 
And that's it for another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. If you'd like to help us out, you can go to our donate page on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and make a one-time donation or a monthly contribution. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your canna confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.